Welcome back to the Manchester Weekly from the Mill. I'm Jack Delhansey, one of the staff writers here, and I'm joined by my colleague Molly Simpson. Molly, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, today we're talking about Chanel coming to Manchester for their next fashion show. You and our intern Shikha have been looking into where it will be hosted. We have. We've been exploring the Northern Quarter, spoiler alert, and trying to find out what's going on with Chanel's big luxury fashion show. Yeah, but before we get into that, it would be remiss of us not to thank our sponsor, Sculpts, uh, a local homeware brand founded by illustrator and architect Richard Bennett. They have a beautiful selection of Manchester tiles paying homage to the city's culture and architecture. They're illustrated with things like Manchester Bands, the Royal Exchange Theatre, Boddington's Brewery, and my favourite one is the one dedicated to Yang Sing. The uh, Chinese restaurant's been open for years uh, on uh, Princess Street. It's really, really nice. That's a good one. I might actually amazing. get that. But yeah, uh, let's get into today's main story. All right, do you feel ready for the show? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm happy. I'm excited to... Uh, I can't wait to see it all come together. Me too. Me too. That was Virginie Viard. That's Chanel's creative director, speaking with the filmmaker Sofia Coppola behind the scenes at Chanel's 2019-2020 fashion show. The following year, it was hosted at the Chateau de Chenonceau in France, then it was hosted in Florence, Italy, and then the most recent show was in Ducca in Senegal. But this year, it's not going to be in some French grand chateau or another far-flung location for us. It will be coming much closer to home. Molly, first of all, tell us what these sorts of shows are and what the kind of importance is for the places that they're hosted in. Yeah, so the shows are called Métiers d'Art. Uh, that literally translates to like art professions in French. Mm. And it's the title given to Chanel's annual con- collections that kind of pay tribute to like the little workshops and craftsmanship that kind of built Chanel as a brand um, back when Coco Chanel was was really sort of exploring like textile workshops in London, um, Manchester, we'll get onto that a bit more later, in order to kind of just like, yeah, pay tribute to the craftsmanship that is associated with like French luxury. And it's a really big budget affair, tends to be a huge economic boost for whatever city it ends up in. You can expect people like, you know, supermodels like Naomi Campbell, Lily Rose Depp sitting in the front row, you know, like senior executives at big fashion brands. It's really a big boon for a city's like creative scene and a big sort of statement of recognition of other places like fashion heritage. Yeah, it's a real like injection of cultural capital for these places really, isn't it? If Definitely. you can have a big fashion house. And that's why, so it's been announced that it's going to be hosted in Manchester, which, yeah. is be, which has come as quite, quite a surprise to the sort of fashion establishment people in vogue and stuff like that. But like, it, how is it unusual for Chanel to choose Manchester? I would say it's probably not as unusual as most people are suggesting. Like, it's interesting you mentioned that, you know, people are a vogue of maybe expressed a little bit of surprise about Manchester because, you know, some of their coverage has been slightly, I think, maybe affectionately teasing about Manchester, mm. calling it like the spiritual home of the wag, or maybe we'll see the Princess of Monaco eating a bomb cake. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's not as an unusual location as you might think. Like, in 2020-2021, Chanel debuted their Métier d'Arc collection in the 19th arrondissement of Paris, which is like the northeast, and it's this industrial fringe of the city, it's on the periphery of like a ring road. The reason for them choosing that location wasn't because, you know, it, it's super glamorous. It's because it's the home of 11 of Chanel's new couture workshops. So again, there's that, that link to their craftsmanship, honoring that like history and tradition. And Manchester, it, it's kind of for similar reasons. Like I was talking to Lisa Cheney, who's the author of a biography called Coco Chanel and Intimate Life. 
she did some really in-depth research into Chanel as a brand and she found that Coco Chanel in particular was really sort of enamoured with Manchester when she spent a lot of time in London in the 1920s and she was really interested in Manchester because it was the home of the industrial revolution the textile trade Mm. and that was really sort of inspiring to her like Manchester seemed to feel like the place where this was like the beginning of like fashion almost mm. you, there's actually an exhibition on at the moment at the V&A if we have any ex- exiled Mancunians who are living in London I haven't been but I really recommend going I've, I've heard it's great and that's dedicated to the life and work of Coco Chanel and there's a dress there which is like this red silk velvet ball gown and you can see a label on it that says the Manchester Velvet Company mm. there's not much work on the topic really but that does demonstrate to us like how a lot of Chanel's early designs would have been from like Mancunian textiles and Mancunian designers yeah, so obviously the decision to host it in Manchester is justified enough, as you said, with its history and the links. But until very recently, the actual location of the show in Manchester has been a secret. Yeah. You know, you and Shikar have kind of figured out a place that it possibly might be or where it probably yeah. will be. Could you tell us more about that? And also tell us like how you came across this and how you found it out. Yeah, so I was just gossiping with my neighbour on the stairwell of our apartment block. Um, we had this issue with the lift being broken for a while so we were <laughs> we're on the fourth floor and which is a lot if you're a lazy girl like me so we were taking a break on the second floor to just stop and chat and she was like hey i found out recently a friend in the hospitality industry that chanel's big show is going to be in the northern quarter on mm. edge street and i thought that was really compelling like i i think you know chanel announced the metier dark was coming to manchester and everyone assumed it would be like manchester central the gmex or like depot mayfield or aviva studios yeah. but so I was like, Edge Street. So I sent Shikha along to like dig a little further and, and see if it's true. And he spoke to like a number of bartenders and managers in the area who gave us the impression that while nothing is currently set in stone, there have been some sort of verbal agreements that mm. Chanel is going to do something in the Northern Quarter area. We're thinking it's going to be a catwalk somewhere along where the fish market is. You can visualize where, where that is just opposite Mackie Mayer. And then down Edge Street, there'll be more of a showcase across the weekend and possibly some stuff in in Stevenson Square as well. Wow. So how did the local traders and the people who own businesses in these areas, how do they feel about the decision and how do they factor into these obviously huge plans? Yeah, it's been a very mixed response. There's one bone of contention, which is that Chanel are said to be providing their own catering that Mm. weekend. I think some people feel that like, you know, if you wanted to, to truly deliver on that promise of like, being a big economic as well as cultural boost to an area, you could use the hospitality of, like the catering of restaurants in the area. Yeah, because Edge Street is literally lined with restaurants. Definitely. And then there's like two yeah. clothes shops on it. Yeah. The rest of them are just restaurants. It's a big, yeah, it's a big um Whether or not they are area. the kind of ones you could imagine catering a high art sort of fashion <laughs> show, but still, it, they are still there and you're right. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Anna Wintour having some fried chicken, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, literally, if... seeing Anna Wintour in Yard and Coop would be a great experience for everyone. <laughs> so that's a bit of a bone of contention, but I think a lot of people have also pointed out that they're going to be compensated for closing over the weekend. Right. So this is on Thursday, 7th of December, Friday 8th and Saturday 10th and Sunday 11th as well, there's going to be like a showcase throughout the weekend. So it's going to bring like a huge amount of foot traffic to the area. It's going to be really, really busy. So I think some people are kind of pragmatic and they're like, you know, we'll have to close for a couple of days to allow this to happen, but it's kind of a deal worth taking. It all puts on the map. Like you can imagine photographers like capturing their business in the background, these really well-circulated images and like 
Well, yeah, they'll be seen literally all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring these places to like a huge global audience. So. Yeah, because it's interesting, as you say, the recent ones have been in like grand chateaus and places that are actually quite inaccessible to most people anyway. Mm-hmm. Even when they aren't hosting a, a very exclusive fashion show, you don't necessarily go into like the Stazione Leopoldo or whatever it's called in Florence or oh, something yeah. like that. You know? But then, and these shows are often in like settings where the pictures are just quite isolated mm. it's all about the clothes mm. or these ones if you're walking up edge street you'll see like whole yeah. parts of manchester that that'll get circulated all over the world but yeah. as you say it's not set in stone and the northern quarter is the sort of the general target area how's it yeah. worked has it literally just been like high fashion people casing it out with like checklists and stuff and walking around or has it been more focused that's the impression i've got like i think people wandering around with clipboards asking right. people would you be keen for us to do this is what we're planning but from what I can tell, a few people have signed sort of like agreements that they won't disclose exactly what's happening. So it's right. been hard to get very concrete facts on exactly what and, and where. And it's worth pointing out that Chanel themselves, their press officer, hasn't confirmed or denied whether this is mm. happening. They haven't offered a statement yet. But yeah, it's interesting the point you make as well about like Ed Street just being an unusual location for a luxury fashion brand. There's a bit in my piece where I talk to the historian Benjamin Wilde, who works in like fashion history. And he's talking about like a move that a lot of luxury fashion brands are making at the moment, particularly post-pandemic, because these ideas of like elite fashion and exclusivity aren't ideas that resonate very positively anymore, given mm. like financial pressures that are on people. So a lot of brands are trying to make these moves to like these overtures to potential customers like we're willing to be more open, accessible to people. And I think it's possible that, you know, as well as the show being a bit of a tribute to Manchester. Manchester's kind of a useful marketing tool in that way. Like it's uh, showing that you're not just centralizing all your activity in London, that you're going mm. to make an effort to come up to the North, do it in like a, I don't know, like a slightly... You, know, you want to say edgier, but edgy. it's edge street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. literally edge street, but I yeah, it's edgier. But yeah, edgier, ed- like edgier part of town, yeah. I think it's probably a bit of a strategic thing for them as well. Yeah, and even though at the minute it's all a bit by ear because it could end up... I think you mentioned in the piece that it could end up in Stevenson Square. Mm. And that there's like bits of sort of renovation and things like that going on there. So yeah. it's not necessarily set in stone that it'll be on edge street, but it definitely looks like it will be in... The Northern Quarter, which, of course, you spoke a lot at the beginning about Manchester's heritage and Mm. its industrial links to textiles and fashion. And the Northern Quarter itself was a sort of specific hot zone for that kind of thing. Mm. Is that also factoring in, as in, like you say, it's enough to choose Manchester, which probably is, if you want to be cynical, more of a marketing tool than anything else. But to choose that specific area, which will have been, I think, as you talk about in your piece of, interest to Coco Chanel as somebody who was interested in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, definitely. That's where a lot of the garment workshops and like textile mills would have been situated. So there is kind of like that rich history there of like the fashion trade and the clothes trade. And even though now, like you say, it's full of like restaurants and yeah. like hipster clothing shops, it's got this real strong link with, with Manchester's like fashion trade. So you can see as well like why that would appeal to Chanel. Yeah, which is obviously ironic with the thing that we talked about at the beginning, which was it's odd for Chanel to do this thing when in mm. reality it's kind of it coming back to its roots if you were to make that argument. Yeah, I think so. It's material roots. It's material, um, yeah. Which is really interesting. Well, I think that would probably be the perfect point to end on. Yeah. But um, 
Thank you so much for listening. And Molly, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having um, me. I hope you all have a lovely week. And if you want to read more about this, it's manchestermail.co.uk, where you can read all of our work. If you take our subscription, you'll be able to read even more of it. So great. Have a lovely week. And thank you for listening. Thanks for being with us.